0: Welcome to the Spawn Chunks, episode number 15 for Monday, November 12th, 2018. My name is Johnny, but the name tag floating above my head says Pixel Riffs, and joining me as always is Mr. Joel Duggan. Hey Joel. Good day, sir. How is it going? Eh, not too bad. Not too bad. We've got a lot of a lot of progress on getting my roof sorted out, so I'm yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm sat in a, a slightly darker room than I was because there's scaffolding all around me. Uh, what
1: kind of new stairs are you putting on the roof
0: (laughs) i'm I'm thinking they're probably just going to be the standard red brick stairs although you know i I don't i don't know if the roofer has red nether brick available i should ask him if he's updated to the snapshots yet so oh gosh minecraft jokes so soon right let's uh let's let's chat about what we've been doing this week because i saw you streaming the other day so you've been back on the citadel at least
1: Yes, I have been struggling to find any time to record and do any let's plays. And uh, I I just decided over the weekend, I normally I do a little bit more prep where like, I'll say like, hey, I'm going to stream later on this afternoon and let people know and Mm -hmm. try to get a thumbnail and stuff like that. And I just Three o'clock on a Saturday, I just like you know what I just I think I'm going to stream and I'm just going to kind of toss it out there, do a quick tweet, and just see who shows up. Just going to drop and, in, uh, yeah, yeah. So they were quieter streams than than normal, which is fine. Uh, I still had some regulars and, and stuff uh, in the in the chat who I really appreciate, and it was fun uh, to chat with those people. But I I've been struggling because I've been I've been trying to figure out what to do next with the in on a bridge. There is a lot of landscaping that has to be done. There's a lot of there's interior stuff. Interior stuff is really the block. I just I. I'm not looking forward to doing the interior. I don't even know if it's video worthy. It's almost something I just want to go, go and do, and just kind of like, so this is what I did, and then move on and just yeah. <laughs> like onto something else. Uh, I think a lot of times people might struggle with this, where you've got a Minecraft project going, it's at ninety percent, and you're struggling to finish the, that that last hump. Yeah, you yeah. know, to try and sort it out. Uh, so, because everything else is is done, and everything else is, I'm happy with with everything else. Uh, I have been playing with the new texture pack, the new the new 3.1 uh yeah. version of the textures. I like some things, I don't like other things. Uh some things have grown on me, but a lot of stuff you're just like, you no, know, you know, the more I play with it, the more it just it feels like a change. Like you just you really you really do notice the cumulative high contrast of mm-hmm. of the pack. Um so because of that I haven't really been in the mood for building. So I wanted to do some technical stuff. I just I've been watching some old old Etho episodes. We're talking like he's on a one point three or one <laughs> yeah yeah something like that. And he's been doing he was doing like water streams. I thought it's like you know what with the new water mechanics, I I want to try to do a little bit more with this kind of stuff. So for the longest time I've been tr- I've been wanting to hook up the uh string drops and the spider eye drops from our triple spider spawner on the citadel to the main water stream and get them someplace where they're more accessible. So currently it's a long hike to get to the spider farm, which is fine for XP, but if you just want more string like you want to craft a lot of wool or for whatever reason you need spider eyes for potions, it wasn't anywhere near our main hub in the meadows. So I created a water stream to move everything into a storage system at the top of the mine. And then have an overflow system that then puts it back into another water stream that goes to the main greenhouse, which is where we store all of our carrots and potatoes and pumpkins and all the stuff that you can trade with villagers. And mm. of course, string is something else that you can trade with villagers. So there's an overflow for the string there. So I had a lot of fun on stream putting that stuff together. And I don't normally do technical stuff on streams, it's mostly, it's mostly, um, building and creative stuff so we had a little bit of creativity in, in decorating and coming up with the, the the look of the storage room but most of it was just digging tunnels and doing water streams and so that was cool because i got to kind of flex the the more technical side of the stuff that i got to do and uh i did have a question though because we were testing the stream because this is a long stream like it goes the full length of, of dartmouth meadows on the citadel mm-hmm. and plus the length of time it takes from the spider spawner so it's a long haul it's a couple hundred blocks in some several different directions uh, as well as um, vertical. And so what I was concerned about at first was the timing of items despawning, but it turns out that the water streams in 1.13 are so fast that you can transport things a long way. Yeah. Most of the time without ice, like it's the only, you only have ice underneath the connectors, like underneath the, yeah. every nine blocks you've got like a slab with ice. Yeah, underneath just, it. Just, just so it continues flowing and you can have another exactly. water source after that. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. So you don't need ice everywhere. Uh, and I, I keep on seeing this in, in Minecraft videos online. It's like, wow, your stuff is going to be flying. You, you don't need to use all this ice. Yeah. Uh, I do have some ice streams underground, but that's because we built those streams before 1.13 came out. Mm-hmm. And, and it's uh, too much of a paint to replace them at this point. <laughs> exactly. So now I had dropped a couple things into the stream and they made it down to the very end. And then I, I put some renamed apples i renamed them as test apples and we put those into the stream and they did make it but i put them in the stream and then i quickly got up to the surface and flew to the other end and waited and waited and waited and nothing happened and what had happened was the items had i had left the chunks fast enough that the items were out of chunk load yeah so I I don't know exactly how many chunks are between point A and point B as far as taxicab distance goes. But I was wondering, like, if an item, if you're transporting an item over something like, say, 24 chunks and your render distance on the server is 12, what happens to those items when they exit that 12th chunk? Right, yeah. do, Do you know?
0: I think they just stay there until you load the chunk back in again. They're probably going to lose all momentum is the problem. So if you happen to have like, if there's an ice block right at the edge of that chunk and they stop there, then they're probably not going to catch the water stream on the other side when you walk over there and load it in. So I think they will just, they'll leave load distance and then they will just stop there. Like Any physics that were applied to them before no longer apply because right, okay. they, they aren't loaded in. But I don't think they will actually despawn because if you imagine it's like you've just died in a far off distant place and the chunks where you died unloaded because you've respawned right. back at your base, those items are good for as long as you need to go back and get them, as long as you don't stay in loaded chunks near them for five minutes. Right. So I think the same is definitely true of items traveling through... Water streams and stuff like that. If they, are same yeah. with minecarts that go off on a rail out of load distance, they will just stop dead there until you catch up with them and prompt them to move somehow. I think if they're in flowing water when you reload that chunk, they will just
1: start moving again. But if, yeah, they, that if makes they come sense. to rest yeah. on a block, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've seen items spawn in and they seem to spawn in in the top part of a block and then fall to the bottom like to the, to the ground level yeah they don't right. just appear right like it's like spawn this you know mid block at least halfway up and then apply gravity if gravity is needed yeah and then things either drop or don't drop um similar to like when you walk up to an area where you've died on a cliff and your stuff has exploded over all all areas of it like if you get mm-hmm. there fast enough and your computer's fast enough you can sort of see some items kind of like cascade you know down the yeah. different height levels um well that's good to know because I thought I figured it would be similar to the Nether because way back before I knew how Minecraft worked, I was trying to transport items over long distances, and I thought, "Ooh, would it be possible to get the items into another portal, somehow get them collected into a hopper system on the other side, move them, you know, 16 blocks in the Nether, and have them go a lot farther than that, mm-hmm. you know, in the Overworld, and then put them back into a portal?" But of course, that doesn't work because the Nether isn't loaded until you go in it, so yeah. the items just—but they're there. You don't lose them, but they're—they're they're just sitting there. doing nothing um so well that's good because um now in general um if more than one person is online chances are all the chunks between the spider farm and the greenhouse are loaded uh or if you're not um running and flying if you're not putting stuff into the system and then flying immediately out of the area uh to stop The chunks from loading um because uh the auto dropper that i had putting stuff in there of course would stop working as soon as i'm out of range yeah Uh, the idea is that this particular test was was not kind of indicative of exactly how the system is going to work um right now there's a backlog of stuff that's being pumped through the system what will eventually happen is just like as string and spider R's are dropping out of mobs that you kill in the farm then one by one by one, those items are shot into the water stream and then they're just going to go down the line until they accumulate. The issue, however, now that I think about it though, is that if they do exit the chunk uh, distance, then they're going to clump up. Yeah. And that is not great for filters. Mm -hmm. So I've got three filters on, on the collection system for the string and one filter for the spider eyes. Now, I don't care if spider eyes go past it. Like it's not... Uh, it's not the end of the world because all of it is an infinite farm source. Like we're never going to run out of string or spider eyes because of the way that the farm works because they're all spawners. Um, but it does pose problems for for filters and then the string tends to clog stuff up and then you end up with items in your overflow that you don't want in your overflow. Yeah, I
0: uh, think that
1: that's the point at which you need to install some kind of hopper
0: to collect them before it goes into the filters and then have that hooked up to a dispenser that's or a... Uh, uh, a dropper that's just going to go on a clock and spit the items out one at a time because then right. you filter everything through something that's going to collect them all, you know, in bulk if it needs to, but then still yeah. distribute them into the filtered item
1: sorting systems one at a time so that you don't, and that's, you don't lose out on that. And that's what I have. I have uh because the the water transfer is at the bottom of the world it's at like y equals 11 or 10 or something like that mm-hmm. so the uh bubble elevator has a dropper that spits stuff in and i even have it on, a, on an extra tick delay so it really spits stuff out kind of like on a one second pulse um which is cool so it does me, me uh, mitigate that however i haven't checked to see if the if that's within the render distance or not like so i, I yeah. there's a couple more calculations i have to do um to get it to get it working but that that was it was a lot of fun so I mean thanks for the people that stopped by on the stream and I had some new folks you actually sent a, a raid over on Sunday because I mm-hmm. decided to finish it up on Sunday and so that was really cool and uh, I feel like um it was a good a good exercise in doing some water streams and stuff on on camera because it's such a basic thing but people don't see, necessarily show the process all the time I so can,
0: I can never do redstone on camera anything anything technical unless I know precisely what I'm doing maybe I've like sketched it out and created beforehand or it's something that I've done right and I know like the back of my hand like setting up a mob spawner I can do but yeah like so often when it's unfamiliar redstone I'm having to troubleshoot stuff I can't stream that because I get quiet and I I feel like I'm not being entertaining anymore because I'm just puzzling Mm. it over and there's inevitably a bunch of people in the chat who know better than I do who are trying to explain things (laughs) but when you try and explain stuff verbally through a chat and I'm only half paying attention to that because I'm trying to pay attention to the game at the same time Yeah, it just yeah, creates yeah. this weird kind of like this this atmosphere that I feel like I'm doing everything wrong, but still not understanding the solution to it. And so I try and avoid yeah. those scenarios where I can. It's why I tend to stream kind of a little bit more um, like resource gathering stuff when I play vanilla or occasionally if I've got a build to do, then mm-hmm. I work on stuff like that. But it's, it's one of the things that's made streaming Sky Factory a bit of a challenge. Because and I've been watching
1: your streams, and they're yeah. really, really cool. So so that's what you've been up to, eh?
0: I have, yes. I've been back into Sky Factory 3 now that I have a machine that can comfortably play really intense mod packs, as the main reason I stopped playing Sky Factory in the first place was because my old PC, it, the world progressed to the point where there was enough technical stuff going on, my old PC just couldn't handle it. The new one has been handling it perfectly, uh, and so the, the system I have set up to split the content between Twitch and YouTube is that I stream it on Twitch... Uh, I have a VOD that goes up on Twitch, I have a VOD that goes up on my second channel, and I have replay mod recording Sky Factory the entire time so that I can make time lapses of it to go up on my main YouTube channel. The second one of those just went up today, and I'm really happy with it so far. I play Sky Factory in a way that basically nobody else does because I build things, and (laughs) the most Sky Factory worlds I've seen, it's such a tech progression focused pack that so many people just build cobblestone and wood platforms for the different things they want to do, but don't bother putting any kind of artistic flair into mm. it. They don't, they don't set up actual houses because there's no need for it. If you have a bed or at least you've lit everything up, you don't need to worry about mobs or night. You don't need to have any kind of shelter. So yeah, like, the, and, and and one of the first activities you do in the, the sort of achievement book, the kind of quest book that it gives you is set up a dark room mob farm. And that you really have to make sure that's the only spawnable space in your sky world. And once you've done that, yeah, you're, you're basically fine. You can just light up everything else. You can even get the mega torches and stuff that stop mobs from spawning. So you don't need to light everything up. And yeah, I, I time-lapse all of my sky factory stuff. So it makes sense to build things because then you're going to have something that looks really cool appearing in a time-lapse. And everybody on the stream kind of gets that now i feel like i've instilled the 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 methodology in people who come and watch my sky factory streams so they know that they're going to be seeing somebody who isn't as focused on the technical progression and is more like let me build a cool thing to go around all of these modded contraptions that i've made because i don't know the first thing about some of the stuff i'm doing in those mods i i think having done the first stages of sky factory on my older streams i know the first kind of few ages of the tech progression i know how to get started with sieving dirt and and gravel and sand and stuff to get resources i know how to start generating stuff using mystical agriculture which basically allows you to make plants that drop resources you can turn into basically anything so you can get a plant that gives you dirt essence when you combine eight dirt essence (laughs) it gives you 32 dirt and you're like oh okay i can use that to landscape everything now and you get the same with stone but then you get the same you get plants that can produce iron for you and diamonds and emeralds and redstone and suddenly yeah you can you can basically do anything from that point onwards even with the other mods there are compatibilities that allow you to make electrical steel plants and things like that. So once once you've got a decent setup for that, which is the the place I got to in my last Sky Factory streams, you can basically make whatever you want from there. And mm. I know how to get that far, but then there's stuff beyond that that's like all to do with nuclear reactors and more kind of fantastical energy mods draconic evolution is one of the things where you basically have to automate the killing of the ender dragon killing of the wither so that you can harvest resources from them to make even more complex machinery and then you can control the weather and you can generate new dimensions and it's it's so like it gets really intense towards the end and you start with just a tree and a block of dirt. And it's, it's just one of those things where the escalation is one of the fascinating things about it for me. So mm. I've been getting back into Sky Factory and, and also as a bit of an antidote to vanilla Minecraft, because I feel like it's not that the honeymoon period is over for 1.13, but I feel like a lot of the focus that people had on it has started to dwindle a little bit, especially with people looking forward to the snapshots. So it's nice to dip out and get into something different.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. For anybody that's looking to get like reignited with 1.13 uh just as a side note i spent a little bit of time watching vintage beef do let's plays in his new uh vintage minecraft server right yeah i think he's he's restarted that recently hasn't he yeah and he's not played 1.13 before so it's been months and he this is the last few weeks has been his first weeks in in the version of minecraft with update aquatic so he is very excited and it's it's fun to see someone experiencing it for the first time and kind of reimagines or reignites your imagination and excitement for it like i it's not that i had forgot about coral blocks but it's like you know what my next build should involve coral somehow because i found it i've harvested a couple but i've not built anything with it Yeah, yeah and so it's good to kind of like remind you like hey in case you're bored with this with this version, or or if you're running low on ideas, uh, you haven't done everything yet, there, bud. You know, like, yeah. uh, I thought it was a nice it was a nice reminder. But I was when watching you play, uh, Sky Factory. The thing that kind of sparked my interest was was the fact that you start off with so little and that you have to kind of come up with something from nothing. And I was like, how on earth does he mine stuff? And of course, then I watched you turn. I think you were sieving dirt and getting pebbles and then pebbles eventually allow you to craft cobblestone. Yeah. And that's when I clued in. I was like, oh, okay. So he had, he had one piece of dirt and, and he, from that he was able to create, I guess, enough pebbles to make one cobblestone or I can't remember how you ended up with more dirt. It was you, you, Compost. You, you... Compost, yeah, you, you, you compost all of the leaves from the trees. Right. And there are yes, tools yes, yes. that allow you to get more saplings out of the trees, so then you can, yeah. you can be so guaranteed that, that you're not going to run out of oak wood. As a non-modded player, I've watched some series, but they're always like real-world-generated, like, you know, um, Nature's Beauty and and, and traditional Minecraft worlds that have modded features, but it's a regular... There actually is terrain. (laughs) Generated terrain, yeah. So when there's no terrain... I, I found it really interesting to kind of... I had it on in the background while I was working one day, and it was just really cool to see, like, okay, well, what's the next step? And I was like, well, how... How does this mod pack generate you know block x out of nothing, mm-hmm. and then you realize oh he's got a, he's got a sieve gravel or he has to do these different things, and mm-hmm. uh, it's funny how similar the sieve block texture is to the new scaffolding block (laughs) it is yeah yeah yeah
0: it's really funny and scaffolding is something i know an awful lot about now because i have a lot of it around my house currently uh but, (laughs) but it's it looks nothing like minecraft scaffolding minecraft scaffolding is actually now in the new snapshots let's let's move on to the news and talk about this so snapshot 18w45a came out this week and there's nothing really surprising about it this time um illager patrols now spawn naturally in the world instead of you having to spawn them with eggs and in my experience they spawn really frequently like I saw a lot of illagers just wandering around you know in the dark in creative to see how frequently they would turn up they're all over the place um and I don't know if they're going they're going to rein that in later because of the raid mechanic that they're supposed to be you know specifically antagonizing villages I don't know mm. if they're maybe going to kind of move that back to more ge- more localized spawning the same way that witches spawn in witch huts and illagers only appear in woodland mansions and stuff like that. So mm. yeah, the the pillagers are potentially going to be like restricted to only spawning near villages, but they have a couple of new additions to pillager behavior. They can ride the beasts now from what I've seen. And there is also a pack leader who carries around a banner that looks like it's it's the the banner is decorated to look like a an Illager face, so mm. it's kind of neat that they've got a squad leader. If that has any kind of functionality behind it, I don't know. I think maybe right. like they're the ones who spawn first and then spawn other Illagers in around them or something like that. I'm, right. not, I'm not certain,
1: but the way that it works, it might need to look for a space large enough to spawn the leader in the beast, and then after that, it will spawn in x number of of illagers on patrol yes interesting yeah one of the things that i i think would be cool if this mechanic is in there this is just speculation would be if you take on the the patrol and you wipe it out then great that's you know you have to protect the village or if you manage to get the illager leader you know if you're a crack shot with a crossbow or a bow Mm -hmm. maybe it it either dissuades the patrol or gives you at least a time delay like maybe they have to regroup if you t- if you kill the leader and they have to you know it gives you some more time to get to the village and maybe help build some defenses or something yeah uh you know if if they're already so close to the village the, the tactic would be take out the leader give yourself some more time prepare for the next wave and just see if you can if you can hold out i hope they don't i ho- I kind of hope that the illiger patrols are not too efficient uh that or they increase the number of villages around because it would really suck if these frequent illager patrols wiped out your villages and the next ones were not for thousands of blocks. Yeah, yeah. It's like suddenly all of your villages are gone and you're like, wait, I was going to make a breeder. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I, I I would say that would become a real... Yeah. A real problem. Then again, there's, um, I'm there's, also al- there's always the what...
0: option of um just curing zombie villagers at that point though. Like I I've I have That's on true. occasion I've I've spawned in a place where there are no villagers around. I've just made my own. I've just waited for a couple of zombie villagers to come along, track yeah. them, name tagged them, or, or give them items. And yeah. you can usually kickstart a village that way. But that does obviously require you to have potion brewing and enough gold for golden yeah. apples.
1: And there's there's a lot yeah. of other requirements there. Later game stuff. But yeah. hey, that also means that you have a village, which means that your villagers are going to be spawning near it, right? Like, mm-hmm. does it have to be a Minecraft village or is it just a designated village as the game code sees it? Yeah, that's that's another interesting point is, is are they going to be able to show up if it's
0: tied to villages, if you create your own and... Yeah, like mm-hmm. it, an iron farm, for example, like are they now going to show up there? The, the, some Another point I saw somebody make was now that cats, the stray cats, are a separate thing from the ocelots and they spawn around villages, does that mean we're going to be like constantly killing cats in our iron farms as well? Because if an iron golem spawns there and a cat spawns there, they're both going to oh, go down no. the same lava <laughs> drop. So they're just going to become cat murdering machines which is up, <laughs> upsetting as a cat lover so yeah oh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe we'll yeah. see some some designs that take that into account and maybe we still don't know what this is going to do to affect iron golem spawning mechanics so maybe the iron farms need to be completely different anyway
1: yeah do illagers drop anything do they have like a standard i think drop?
0: emeralds which means that this is going to be the first kind of like afkable emerald farm if you can somehow like trigger pillager spawns super often because like villagers in woodland mansions drop emeralds and their weapons right. as loot so, so i presume crossbows. crossbows and stuff as well yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. crossbows and, and emeralds that'd be cool because if you did dig a di- big enough ditch and you can convince these guys to try and cross it or if you can force them into it and you can afk in the village with like a, a moat or something you could potentially farm illagers I'd, yeah i'm curious to see i almost want to go try that now <laughs> <laughs> it would be the same as any other mob ai though they would
0: probably just walk over to open trap doors thinking they were solid blocks in the yeah. same way that you can force like creepers to walk down those and things like that so yeah it could it could happen and i think Cubfan even tweeted something to the extent of like well here's the first you know completely automatic emerald farm without having to mm. trade with anybody i still don't know if it's going to be a more effective strategy depends how easily you how can frequent force. Yeah. what the drop rate is all yeah that totally kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it's going to be an, an interesting time moving on with the snapshot scaffolding is in as we were talking about um it's It functions slower than the Bedrock version did, which is interesting because they talked about being able to climb up and down scaffolding quite fast when they introduced it at Minecon. I had a quick sort of comparison side-by-side thing, and the Bedrock version is definitely faster than a ladder, whereas in java minecraft in the snapshots it's as quick as a ladder. it's the same speed as a ladder same speed Hmm. yeah um i i ran a fun experiment to see whether it could prevent fall damage because i was getting very inconsistent results from it when i was trying it in creative i'd kind of you know fly up into the air in creative you know drop myself back into survival mode fall onto this thing holding shift and see if i could catch myself on the scaffolding and at certain heights it worked, and at certain heights it didn't. So I did the maths, because I had nothing else to do that day, apparently. And <laughs> I, I've made a series of like scaffolding crash pads, and there's a video about this up on my channel, where if you drop onto a single layer of scaffolding from 30 blocks up, holding shift, you are fine. It will catch you. But above 30 blocks, you're traveling at a slightly faster speed, the way Minecraft calculates your fall speed, meaning mm. you can't catch yourself on a single layer of scaffolding if you put two layers of scaffolding it's i think 123 blocks or something like that you can fall from which is about half the height of your average minecraft world is probably higher than most people will be building anyway Mm -hmm. and i think three layers of scaffold would be a drop from build height to bedrock but if you somehow got higher than that like if you were falling after flying up into the air with a elytra and you fell directly onto the scaffolding. Maybe you couldn't catch yourself then. Four layers of scaffolding, you can fall any distance, and if you're holding shift, it will catch you.
1: So, so I watched your video and I
0: yeah. had a solid laugh when you fell ten thousand blocks. <laughs> I just wanted to pick a random number out of the air and it turned out to be ten thousand and then I found myself having to come up with stuff to say on the way down because it takes a <laughs> while to fall. I think that was about five minutes of the video. The whole back it half was, of that video is yeah. just me falling. It and, was a solid fall, yeah. And, and no was, visual except amazing. the debug info because it doesn't render the player when you're that high up but yep. um, yeah it's it's fun and a lot of people in the comments especially were saying like well you can just fall into a single block of water and you're fine and i went yeah but there are some places you can't put water like the nether so having mm-hmm. a scaffold crash pad on the nether roof would be kind of fun if you're building a gold farm up there and you want to be able to just jump off you don't have a light tree yet or maybe your elytra isn't as reliable uh you can you can always just jump onto a crash pad like that just hold shift and you know from you've got a maximum of 128 blocks on the roof of the Nether before you hit build height anyway. So a couple of layers of scaffolding, you're probably fine. Also just for aesthetics, if it doesn't make sense to have water in your build to jump into, right. it's an alternative. And I like having yeah. alternatives. I like having a little bit of stuff to play around with when, you know, in this house that I, for whatever reason, have 128 block drop in, I don't necessarily want to fall into water. It's yeah. it's also something that maybe you could create a fall that is safe for you, but not safe for anybody who might want to sneak into your base. So you've mm. got like a drop shaft, people are expecting water to be at the bottom, they're not holding shift, and then they just go splat on the scaffold, whereas you hold shift and you glide right through. So mm. there are there is potentially useful stuff like that, even if it doesn't necessarily you know bring a new mechanic into the game and survive yeah. in surviving that kind of fall. It's at least an option, and I like that.
1: Well, it's an option, especially if you want a drop that's more than a one by one tube, right? Like yeah. if you wanted to have a three by three or or a two by two. Uh, I mean, slime blocks are okay, but then they kind of make you bounce a little bit, and I always find it kind of ruins your navigation momentum. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in my in my uh, swamp mine, I have a single uh, shaft drop with uh, three vines at the bottom. Yes. Uh, yeah. But then you've but then you've got to deal with having string to keep the vines from going anywhere. Yeah. yeah. You have to. Uh, you have to have. Um, you have to have it at one by one because if it's not one by one, then you could potentially miss the vines. Now, yeah. now vines at least in 1.13, will grow on all sides of the block. They don't just do the one side, which is nice. Yeah. Um, so you really don't have to worry about about that kind of stuff. And you, can, uh, you can
0: do the same thing with ladders, but it's possible to fall on top of a ladder
1: instead of yes. catching the the downward part. So the downward yeah, part, yeah. You, you can and can I think just go splat. And I think too with ladders, uh, what I what I I had a ladder there at at one point. Um, but I switched to... Well, sorry, I had a water drop. And with water, you have to kind of layer it like three deep in order to slow yourself down enough so that you you don't take any damage on the other side. Mm-hmm. And what I liked about the vines versus the ladders is that the the vines are silent. Uh, so yeah. I've got the three vines will just slow you down enough where you kind of... You just kind of gently drop out the other side as if you just dropped out of a three block Yeah. Yeah, uh, just kind of height. eases you into
0: the space. Yeah, yeah, really
1: just kind of gently drops you down. Uh, and and it doesn't make any noise. The ladders always have that weird kind of creak noise when you hit yeah. them and yeah. uh I just thought it would be a lot easier that way. But I mean it's also a swamp, so the vines make sense like I've got green glass nearby. Like there's a lot of stuff that kind of the, the vines It's thematic. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I also don't ever want to have to jump down 60 blocks and remember to hold shift. That's yeah. and that's just a personal thing. That's that's for me I would rather not have to remember that because ultimately I would forget at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've had to do that with the. There's a slime block launcher that brings people into my green
0: stuff shop on, the, uh, on my green stuff shop on the decidedly vanilla server, and I had to put a sign in there that says "Don't hold shift when you jump in because holding shift on slime blocks makes you fall and you don't bounce to the point where right. the slime block thing is going to catapult you into the into the store." So yeah, putting right. like adequate signage around is how I would remember to do it. But yeah, yeah. I, I agree. It's it's one of those things where, like I said, it's an option, but it's. It's going to be, you know, up to personal preference, whether you use it or not. As, as for the actual use of scaffolding, the intended use of scaffolding, uh, have you had a chance to play around in the snapshot? Have you had a go at actually using scaffolding yet?
1: I haven't because I, I for whatever reason, scaffolding just never really interests me. I don't find it in a very attractive block. Mm. Uh, it's the right color. Like, it makes sense. It looks like, you know, dried oat bamboo as opposed to bamboo growing in the world. That's, that's green. It looks like the right beige color. Yeah. Um, I'm disappointed in, in the 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 quote unquote multi-use of the block. Like you can't really use it for anything else unless you want to build a wicker chair, which I don't. Yeah, I've um, I've seen
0: a lot of wicker chairs.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't mean it's like, well, it's just it doesn't, but it doesn't match anything. Like it just it really it, it it's an odd thing. It doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense in any other use. Uh but I was watching a, a Mumbo Jumbo video and he put into very simple words what I was feeling about it, and that is like I'm just gonna use netherrack. Because of the horizontal limitation, the fact that you can, it's yeah. nice that you can build up and that you can build up by clicking on the bottom block and it just kind of pushes up, yeah. you know, like like a reverse Tetris, like it just kind of like jams itself it, up. It removes the
0: need to pillar by jumping up and down on top of it.
1: Right, that's yeah. cool. But the fact that you can only build four blocks horizontal, which really is the, is the, the thing you need scaffolding for the most is to yeah. get out to hard to reach places, not necessarily up to hard to reach places. And... When you've got your, your four block limit, then you just start dropping scaffolding all the way to the, to the bottom. I do not see myself sitting on the edge of four blocks of scaffolding up 50 blocks in the air, clicking another 50 times to yeah, put a pillar yeah. down there and then keep it, you know, to continue going. Um, I, at that point, I'm just going to grab whatever whatever block I have in my inventory and use it. So I don't see myself using bamboo for scaffolding at all. I, I probably am just going to use it for fuel.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's it's got its uses. The main thing that I feel like a lot of people overlook or don't necessarily consider like the benefit that I feel like it is is the ability to, if you fall off the top of your scaffolding pillar, you can just climb back up it again. It's, it's removing the, the, the aspect of having to, you know, dig five blocks of your netherrack pillar out and then pillar up five blocks and then dig out the next five blocks if you want to pillar yeah. back up to exactly the same place you were before, which is something I find myself doing more often than not, especially with building my cruise ship as an example. Like I had to build <clears> some stuff onto the side of that, especially the lifeboats that I was building recently. And if I don't have the right kind of like easily mineable material, stuff like netherrack or slime blocks are actually really great because you can just punch them um but then they have that problem where if you stand on them you sort of jiggle up and down a little bit which is really distracting um but if if i don't have the right kind of materials for that i'm left pillaring up with either the materials i'm trying to build with or like yeah i was i was built pillaring with uh concrete which doesn't mine particularly quickly and so it's a pain to remove and if i fall off it i have to you know glide back onto it with my elytra which means I'm wasting fireworks I'm wasting kind of time and all sorts of stuff whereas if I just had a simple scaffolding pillar that I could climb up and down at will then that saves me a little bit of time and effort and once again the benefit to scaffolding being that if you break the bottom block the entire thing breaks and brings everything else down with it that's that's actually quite useful in the grand scheme of things the Counter argument to that, I suppose, is, well, why not just put a ladder up the side of it? And, I mean, that means you've got to go and craft ladders, but ladders and wood and stuff is everywhere, whereas you do have to do a fair amount of both traveling to find the bamboo and then farming to get enough bamboo to make a lot of scaffolds. So it's definitely going to be a... You either want it or you don't. I feel like there are a lot of people who aren't going to bother with scaffold at all. I feel like there are a lot of people who are going to swear by it, I do think, I agree that the horizontal build limit needs to be expanded, and maybe that's something people can do with the data pack or just editing the config files for your server, because mm-hmm. it's all done data-wise. It's all done with like your distance from a scaffolding pillar is how it's calculated, right. and that's in the right. debug info. So presumably there is a way that you can increase yeah. the limit or completely remove the limit entirely and use scaffolding the way everyone's imagining using it. I don't know if that's something Mojang are going to implement themselves, or thanks to some player feedback, or if that's just something that will be left up to the individual people. The same way entity cramming is now, where you can completely remove the limit on entity cramming if you want to, or if you find it a useful mechanic, you can go ahead and do that. Yeah.
1: I I imagine scaffolding will be one of those you love or, love it or you hate it kind of things. So, yeah, no, um, I, I can I can see that, and I mean I'm not I'm not knocking it as an addition. The fact that they're adding it in there and that. Hmm it's gonna Some people are going to find some uses for it. I mean, let's not forget. I mean, like that, the way that it works, you can absolutely fill a one by one tube with it and use it as an, as a, you know, ladder elevator that you don't have to worry about, uh, wearing an elytra and crashing to the bottom with, because yes. you hit shift by mistake, you know, like, yeah. so s- stuff like that, I think is, is going to find its, its use cases, uh, definitely more, more functions. And I'm curious to see more of the, you know, the more technically minded people, um, do stuff with it and see yeah. see what they can do. It's all it's, uh, one also, of the
0: things that... it's one one more thing I noticed about scaffolding is that you can destroy it with a piston. It breaks if you push it with a piston, like leaves or shulker boxes or uh, trying to okay. think of other examples now. So that's potentially something you could automate the removal of a scaffolding tower which I imagine redstone folks might end up using because, mm. you know, you can trigger that with, you know, there's an observer at certain points down the scaffolding that will trigger when that particular piece of scaffolding gets dropped. And yeah, there's, there's definitely, you know, scope for it being used in contraptions that way, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you could use it as a key to open a door. There's yeah. Some, yeah some same, interesting stuff. same sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, One quality of life change that I wanted to mention, uh, and we don't have to dwell on it much, is just the ability to to edit signs in Minecraft like it's 2018, which I think is going to be a lot of a lot of fun. I yeah. really appreciate this change. Uh, they did it to books recently and they've uh, applied it to signs and I think it's going to be fantastic. So
0: you can highlight sections, you can copy and paste, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's going to be mm-hmm. much nicer to edit signs now if you don't have to delete everything up until the point where you've made a mistake earlier in the sign. You can just click and it's yeah. and it's there. So good. So I, good. Think you
1: can, I think if you've finished the sign and you've placed it, you still have to break it and start over again. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think you can just click on an existing sign and edit yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't to, think you can do that. Yeah, but it's nice that if you're duplicating a sign or you're doing whatever and you have to place these in several places, like this way to the quarry, you know, and, and you have to place eight of these signs, you know, highlight, copy, paste, and then you can just plunk those down and you're done, right? Yeah, definitely <laughs> be, a quality nice, of lighting, you know, for Yeah, for sure. Uh, or if you're playing with text art, that, that sort of thing too. Uh, another little bit of news, which has to do with uh, some, uh, some new features coming to the game uh, lady agnes shared a look at a lantern on twitter yes earlier this week oh, and i'm uh,
0: excited about this i
1: know right i it's odd i'm happy for it but it's like the community voted taiga campfire wins the day and lady agnes is like here hold my torch
0: exactly and, that's, then, that's, and then shows you this lantern it's what right? it's what, it's what i said on on twitter i was like that's it's it's kind of a kick in the teeth for everybody who was like, I really want campfires because we have so few light sources in the game. They're like, here, little lanterns are here now. The 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 fun thing about lanterns is that they were originally slated to appear in the game ages and ages ago, when Notch was first developing stuff. I think this was like back in the era of Minecraft Classic, or at least in depth. So I didn't know this at all. Yeah, they they planned to Notch planned to replace torches with lanterns or at least like have lanterns as the light source that you didn't need to renew and torches were going to go out after a certain period of time or in the rain and you'd have to relight them with flint and steel and then everyone went no, what are you doing? Like we already use torches to mob proof an area. Like they shouldn't just go out after a certain amount of time because suddenly everything around us is unsafe unless we crafted right. these lanterns. And I don't know what his proposed crafting recipe for the lanterns was. And I think there are now some people who push back on that and say, well, yeah, like there are mods that do stuff like that where torches have to be replenished or lit or whatever. And it's a similar mechanic that you'll find in Ark Survival Evolved where torches have to have fuel and stuff so that they can continue to burn. Pixar did the same thing and that's that's a kind of again a love it or you hate it kind of feature like it either makes them the survival game more exciting to you if you have this light source that you can't rely on as much or you hate it because you're a builder and you just want things to stay lit so you can build without creepers walking up behind you yeah i don't think this lantern is going to have the same functionality that i think lady agnes did clarify that they don't plan to implement that original vision and have torches extinguish it's
1: just going to be another type of lighting source but isn't it pretty it is really nice looking it uh it does sort of feel a little modded but <laughs> in, in, in in the fact that it exists but it's yeah. it's look still feels very vanilla like they've not gone overboard with how it's decorated it still feels like a minecraft yeah, lantern, it's, it's not like not this Dickensian, like wrought iron, curly exactly. Kind of on it yeah, and stuff. yeah, Like it's no, a totally. it's a cube on a, a chain, like you know, yes. like it's it was not quite a cube, but it's, it's a slightly elongated cube. Yeah, but it's yeah. it it's, it has that look. Uh, I I like the I like the look of it. I I mean I've got my opinions about the flat pixel chain. You know, like I wish that that was you yeah. know, a little bit a little bit rounded, not rounded, but like had had some depth to it. Um, I'm curious because I was looking at some of the replies to the thread. And two that I wanted to point out were: someone suggested uh, that the lantern would give off light if you held it in your offhand. So as if you're going caving and you choose the lantern, the lantern's going to give off light. One of the other replies was like, "Well, you probably will if you use Optifine because every uh, item or entity in the game that gives off light with Optifine does so when it's even when it's sitting on the ground, like a torch floating on the ground will actually give off light. Uh, doesn't affect the block light, but it affects like your aesthetic visual." Light. yeah in, in, uh, in the
0: same way that optifine does the dynamic lighting feature exactly yeah
1: but it would be cool if in vanilla minecraft without any mods that the lantern actually did light your way and yeah. a torch would not and the lantern would or they both do and the lantern does a better job so it gives you a reason a function to craft the lantern beyond just aesthetics yeah uh, yeah. And, and the, the other, they are the other quite
0: thing, keen on adding functionality to new stuff that doesn't necessarily yeah. already have an analog in the game. So yeah, yeah we'll see.
1: And then uh, aesthetically speaking, again, like I say, I, I like the look of it, uh, but somebody else suggested that if you hit it with string or tapped it with uh, an item, that you could increase the length of the chain. Right. You know, similar to like yeah. when you put a repeater down and you and you hit it a few times and it changes, and it changes the, the length of the tick on the repeater. It would be neat if you could use, I would suggest maybe not string, but possibly like an iron bar. If you had iron bars in your inventory, you could hit on it like you would bone meal a plant and the chain would go, you know, one or two clicks longer. Maybe that's, you know, maybe it's a quarter the length of a block. So like, you know, you have to hit it four times and then you have a full length of block chain. And maybe that's the limit. I don't know. It would I, just allow you to do some different different stuff with it, I think.
0: I hadn't read any further down in the thread. I'd just gone, oh, lanterns and cool, and then clicked mm. away. But like, isn't this community good at coming up with good
1: ideas? Yeah. <laughs> I followed both. I think I think that chain comment might have been on Jappa's retweet yeah, yeah. Of, of the image. Uh, the only thing that I that I I think is unclear at this point is whether or not you can attach the lantern to something horizontally. Everything in her in her in Lady Agnes's tweet yeah, it was either is either hanging or below or yeah. sitting on a fence post. There's mm-hmm. nothing. There's nothing that allows you to look like it. You could hang it outside your front door. You know, like kind of like a, a sconce. Yeah, so you'd, you'd have to have something to hang it from. Yeah. Right, uh, I it could, it could be an item frame. Like, I, I don't know what they could do. Um. I feel like that should be something that just, the, if you place it on the side of a block, it's going to have a different attachment than a chain. Yeah. Uh. It'll just show up with a sconce or some sort of hook. It'd, look, of, it'd um, look really good hook.
0: next to like, a yeah, with a tripwire hook. If you just kind of dangle it from a tripwire hook, I think that'd look Dangle good it good. from a
1: tripwire hook, or if it had, um, even if it just had something like a, that it would just hang from the middle of the block, some you know, sort that, of that bracket, would be fine. yeah. Yeah, some sort of bracket would be would be fine. Uh, I like the idea of hanging it from a hopper. That looks really cool in yes. in her in her image. But um, I'm just I'm excited for it. I think it's I think it's going to be cool.
0: It would also be really fun, like an, another kind of blue sky sort of thing, not really thinking they're actually going to implement this. But if you could have clusters of lanterns, the way you have clusters of like sea pickles or turtle eggs in 1.13. Oh, cool. So if you, ha- if you could hang multiple from them, it'd be really nice to create like fairly small chandeliers that way. Because I feel like a lot of people try to go for chandeliers in Minecraft, but for mid size builds, it's really difficult. You've either got like yeah. the four fence posts going off in each direction, or you have to go big or go home. And yeah. I feel like, yeah, having like a series of of dangling lanterns coming from the same block would be kind of cool. But even just the one is really nice. And it looks like they've got a good kind of... A good aesthetic for it already I really like it
1: yeah it makes me want to hang all the things like I really <laughs> want rope which you could make from bamboo or chains which you could make from iron in the game yeah, like, yeah. it would just as just because rather right now you're stuck with trying to use um fence posts to mimic what looks like rope yeah and it it's really requires some suspension of disbelief yes <laughs> you know absolutely, yeah. to, to get in there so it would be cool if they added something like that I haven't have you ever come across a mod that has that has rope in it I'm sure that one exists um yeah, there's
0: there's a couple in Sky Factory, the rope basically functions as a ladder you can place from the top down. Um, so like oh, functionally cool. it's like that, but it is still very kind of block oriented. It's not like a, a kind of diagonal rope. There are some I think you can make like fairy lights in some mods that actually can be strung from block to block and they function very they they have the physics of a rope. Uh so that's really oh, cool. Um yeah. I haven't I haven't seen that many things, but I think um what's it called immersive engineering might have something like that there's like ways you can link together things with fan belts and stuff to drive them um but yeah that, that's all mods I haven't looked into but it's definitely possible I, I imagine people have have done it quite frequently I've actually seen people make like miniature drawbridge kind of things uh using leads with animals kind of buried under a block so like you attach a lead to a chicken or something like that and then you attach the end of the lead to something above the ground and a fence post and it just looks like there is kind of a drawbridge rope there without you having to see the chicken in the first place but yeah it's, it's it's a little bit of a pain to set up it's not like you can just click one end click the other end kind of thing so yeah. yeah. It'd, it'd be fun to do stuff like that, but it would get out of the blocky aesthetic of the game if we had something that would just went diagonally, you know? So I feel like- Oh yeah. Was... I'm, think-
1: I'm thinking strictly vertical, you know? Yeah, like sure. it just, it would be something that you could do, or even horizontal would be kind of cool if you wanted to have a rope go, like a rope bridge or, or, or a yeah. chain going between two blocks just to kind of accent something and not have, mm-hmm. it, not have it droop, like not apply gravity to it, but- Yes. Yeah, no, Once again, cool. the
0: news has taken over the podcast. <laughs> so I think we should
1: move on to chunk mail. Uh, I agree.
0: A, a lovely email this week, which I think you're going to read for us.
1: Yeah. So Melanie wrote in, uh, and she also goes by May Lee 79 in Minecraft. She said, dear Joel and Pixel riffs. I thought about writing in a few weeks ago, but after this podcast, I knew I just had to, I am visually impaired. Uh, sorry. I am a visually impaired player of Minecraft. So you can imagine my surprise when I heard you read a uh, mail from someone else who is visually impaired." Uh, and also playing Minecraft. I can only assume we are a tiny portion of the population, relatively speaking. I don't know. It's two emails in two weeks, so <laughs> you're probably a larger portion of the of the player base than you'd think. Um, I don't know how impaired Chefman75 is, but I am fortunate enough to not need magnification when playing Minecraft most of the time. I probably miss some details, but I get along pretty well. I will say I'm happy um, one can adjust the print size in the menus. It is interesting to me to hear you to talk about textures and shaders in the game. While I do pay attention to how good a block looks, if a particular texture makes it more difficult for me to play the game in some way, I'm not going to use it no matter how much I want to, because it just function uh, trumps the the fashion in that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also find shaders make seeing the game more difficult for me, so I don't use them. I never thought about shaders making things more difficult. I thought the higher contrast would make things easier, but I, 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 didn't, I didn't know that. Uh, I have to say my favorite change coming to Minecraft is that we can change the color of texts on signs. That will make things a lot easier to read. Looking forward to future podcasts, especially anything to do with accessibility. Keep up the great work, Melanie. Uh, I like her point about changing the color of signs. I am, or the color of text on signs. I am not visually impaired and I am looking forward to white text on dark signs.
0: Yes, absolutely. And and there is even the, the functionality now to dye with the 16 colors available to us in Minecraft as well. So the they've reverted the the natural text color to black, but if you right-click it with bone meal, it turns white. If you right-click it with rose red, it turns red. There's going to be a lot of... You, you can even kind of color code which way is which in your nether hub that way. If you want to kind of put, you know, so-and-so is based this way, just follow the blue arrows. You can do that now. Yeah. So it's going to work well for a lot of people as well. But it is, yeah, it is great to see that, like, stuff like that is becoming is 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 a a functionality that people who need you know accessibility features like that are going to be able to use and it's just going to vastly improve their quality of life that's that's a wonderful thing um yeah i think chef man did write to us on twitter to kind of follow up just to say that um his poor eyesight means that he tends to listen to podcasts and stuff more because he gets eye strain from working around bright lights all the time
1: and so i imagine right because he works in the film industry i think he said
0: yeah so so with like you know the glare of kind of lamps and stuff but even like glare on a computer monitor can get a little bit intense like I've had to go to bed early and just like lie down in a dark room for a while because I, I get eye strain from I, I work on my computer basically all day so mm-hmm. yeah it it can it can get a little intense and yeah it's it's always <laughs> always fun to to take a break from that and listen to podcasts and and cool to hear that we have Uh, people out there hoping that we can talk about accessibility with Minecraft in future because I would love to talk to somebody who's uh working with either like a charity that works with accessibility for gamers yeah. stuff, somebody like from special effect here in the uk or some others overseas or or even anybody who's worked with minecraft in education we've talked about this before but yeah i think i think that kind of stuff is is definitely going to come up in future we can't promise anything right now because of course like you know booking guests is difficult everybody's got these different schedules and stuff like that but yeah. i i entirely agree i would love to use that as a uh, a topic for a future show so uh, with the, the, the lantern being the main uh, thing that is kind of the main news item this week, um, I wanted to talk about lighting a little bit more just for, for for our main discussion topic. I know we're running a little long here, so it probably won't take super long. But um, I want to talk about lighting for, for both mob proofing and aesthetic purposes, because uh, <laughs> we all need... Uh, to, to light stuff up from time to time to make sure that we aren't going to get creepers spawning and like monsters that we have to fight and stuff. But there is also the choice of what lighting you use, where you have redstone lamps, torches, sea lanterns. And anytime a new light source gets added to the game, everyone gets excited like they are about this lantern because it feels like lighting is relatively scarce. It's, it's one of the, the main things players struggle with from the beginning of the game, even into end game. Is the battle against unlit areas? How do you how do you feel about the way lighting works in Minecraft right now? Do you do you enjoy kind of spamming torches everywhere, or would you prefer to have some other kind of system in place for those?
1: Well, I definitely don't like torches. Uh, I find that they they really don't work with all the aesthetic things you want to do in Minecraft. So it's mm-hmm. okay if you want to build like a tiki village or a medieval town. Torches going kind to of make sense, uh, but. Uh, without a lantern you have to make lanterns out of torches and trapdoors and uh or possibly redstone lamps etc so i find that the the sub block light source is lacking that's mm-hmm. why i think i'm so excited about lanterns because beyond torches and end rods pretty much everything else that you use to light in the game is a block is a block like yeah it's a, yeah it's a full-size block you it's know it's glowstone
0: You've got... it's a redstone lamp yeah
1: Exactly. So that, that kind of thing. Uh, And, and I feel like uh, very early on in my Minecraft playing days, we started dropping torches below the surface of the ground and putting a leaf block on top of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, You have to place more because it reduces the reach of the light from the torch, but boy, does it look a lot nicer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think think doing doing
0: that with jack-o'-lanterns became quite a common thing as well, because they provide just like one more point of light uh, than torches do in terms of the actual mechanics of it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's something I do find a little bit tricky and I wish worked a little bit differently in terms of the, the drop-off of lighting. Uh, it makes sense once you kind of break it down. There are 16 light levels uh, at any point in the game from most blocks. Uh, and that includes a zero all the way up to a maximum of 15, 15 being the block immediately above the light source or below the light source. Mm-hmm. After that, when you start going north, east, south, or west, you start dropping by one light so- light. I guess, count. So one block away is 14, another block away is 13. And it doesn't matter whether you're going uh, up, down, left or right. It's all um, taxi cab distance. So if you go at an angle, you drop two light beats from the original um, or light level, I guess I should say. Mm -hmm. You drop two light level from the original source. So very quickly, when you have a light level that starts at 15 or 14, you can get down to seven without having to go very far. Specifically, if you've got lights in the ceiling on, say, like a five block ceiling, you know, that's What is that? That's, say, 15 in the ceiling. So that's 14, 13, uh, 12, 11. You're down to 10 by the time you actually hit the ground. And then you get three blocks away from that and stuff's going to spawn. And and stuff's going to spawn. So that means you've got to have ceiling lights like every three blocks, really. Yeah, Uh, which is which is problematic. Now, I've I mean, I've been playing long enough that if you just place torches with five blocks in between them, you absolutely will cover everything. You won't Mm -hmm. have any spawning spaces Uh, that may be not the most efficient, but it's the easiest to remember. One, two, three, four, five, six is a torch. And then you just kind of grid from there and you should be good. Uh, Again, not the most aesthetic thing in the world. So what I would I wish that the vertical drop off of light would be different i'm okay with the horizontal it's a good game mechanic i i appreciate the fact that they have to have something like that in the game Mm uh i wish it was easier to hide lights or that the uh some of the we'll call them glitches the the blocks that let light through so there are transparent blocks in the game things like hoppers chests glass Uh, But also some blocks like upside down slabs and upside down stairs that let light through aesthetically, but they don't affect the block level. So the stuff can still spawn, even though visually when you look at it, it looks nice. It looks like a nice dim light, but it doesn't work.
0: I think any block that wasn't a full block did used to let light through. I think that has been changed at some point because it was fairly clear that you know, a full slab of material covering a light source shouldn't actually let light through. The exactly. fact that the, the visual kind of indicator is that it still does have some light glowing from below it is really strange to me. And it makes for some cool effects. But the fact that it isn't then emitting light or letting light pass through it is kind of counterintuitive to what you're seeing so yeah it it gets a little frustrating at times that
1: yeah and we've had some complaints on the citadel um from some newer folks um that are just getting used to playing on the server we're like wow there's a lot of mobs in different places like well i don't we don't like torch spam i just i find it looks really ugly so if a area has not been coated with the subterranean light sources then there's just no torches there so you yeah. get some mob spawning and i to that i say well bring a bow and arrow with you like I mean yeah, exactly it's survival it's not it's not meant to be cushy uh so i but i do find that there needs to be more options for i don't want to say hiding light sources i just wish there was a better way to i guess distribute light sources with a more consistent way of of um I guess hiding them, yeah. Like I do I do yeah. want the ability to light things up without always having to have some visual thing just like sitting there.
0: Yeah, and in, in the real world, you have more powerful lights that you can attach to the ceiling. The, if, if you want to light up like a big, massive hallway, you have like lights on the ceiling with spot kind of focus on the ground. Mm. and And it's not possible to do that in Minecraft because you've always got the same amount of light being projected from wherever. Whereas mm. in... Yeah, in the in the real world, it works very differently. So if, if you want to build something on that scale in Minecraft, you have to hide uh, lights under carpets, or you have to put torches on the walls, or use end rods, or something like that. And yeah, they've each got their advantages and disadvantages. But I feel like, yeah, it, there there are some mods that allow you to basically apply glowstone to any block. You just right-click it with glowstone dust, and it becomes a light-emitting block. You basically right. kind of coat it in glowstone coated in light yeah yeah and 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 that becomes a lot nicer for builds like that because you can simulate the fact that light is just being ambiently projected and is sort of radiating from everywhere without having to have a torch every five blocks Mm. and i go back and forth between between seeing torches as an ugly light source but a necessary evil and Mm. barely noticing them at all because they've I'm so used to just seeing grids of torches in in Mm -hmm. sort of the surroundings. I'm I'm more interested in looking at what's built there and what I'm potentially building there. So they almost become a part of the landscape. And I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but I think ultimately to some people, torches are going to be much more distracting than than they are for me
1: and right and now you I'm, can you can spruce them up a little bit pardon the pun you can put them on a on a fence post yeah. or you can attach them to a wall with a, a item frame and a slab in it and it looks kind of like a sconce like you can do a little bit to kind of make them look less like default minecraft torch stuck to a wall yeah but like uh, you said there's there's mechanical implications to that if you put them on a
0: spruce fence then they're already a block above the ground and they're projecting mm-hmm. light from further away and yeah there's mm-hmm. there's there's all kinds of issues with that. And r- right now I'm building on a mushroom island and you'd think I'd spend less time lighting up my builds because there are no natural mob spawns on a mushroom island aside from rooms um, and phantoms now, but phantoms aren't affected by light level anyway. Um, but I just... I like bright spaces now. And whether it's because Minecraft has trained me to be nervous of dark areas or if it's just nicer for me playing that, Like, I, I just expect the interiors of the buildings I've made to be brightly lit or maybe even that it's easier for my YouTube audience to see what I'm looking at if I have a bright space in front of me like YouTube is notoriously bad for video compression and especially when stuff gets dark you tend to get a lot of compression artifacts in the video so it's it's nice to have a brightly lit up space so that everybody can see what they're seeing without a decrease in quality but yeah I I just I even though I don't need to functionally light up my builds I still find myself doing it and that still results in torch spam everywhere, <laughs> which is yeah. probably probably a something that I can find creative solutions for. And there are a lot of, like you say, blocks that will conceal light. the 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 fun The fun thing I I, I went through a bunch of light concealing things in uh, probably a couple of years ago now, and the, the the best one I found is the fact that the enchantment tables have an obsidian texture on the bottom of them. And so you can create a tunnel out of obsidian, but if you place a light source in the ceiling and then put an enchantment table immediately below it, it can look like it's flush with the ceiling of the tunnel, but you still have a perfectly lit up tunnel completely full of obsidian. Nice. <laughs> and, and obsidian, of all things, feels like the kind of the densest block in Minecraft. It takes the longest to mine. It feels like the one that wouldn't let light through, but you can you can use that bottom texture. And there's, there's stuff like that all over the place that you can leverage to your advantage when it comes to concealing lighting but it's tricky finding the space to build that especially if you want some there's like a floor above that that you only want the floor to be one block thick then you've just got an enchantment table in the middle of the floor (laughs) you know there's 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 so few options for like you say bringing it down to like the sub block level of lighting it gets it gets a little bit tricky
1: the trick that i like to use to not hide but at least tint the lights even though it doesn't really work uh technically like that but to make the light source match your build is that you sub like sink the light by one block and put a uh, stained glass of whatever yeah. color you want to use whether it's a brown stained glass or green or i've got a build in the nether that's got uh lights kind of buried in the corners mm-hmm. uh and then because carpets are transparent but light up quite brightly when you put them on a light source because, of course, that's light level fifteen. Yeah. Uh, then you put a, a blue carpet on top of that with an air block followed by some blue glass, and then you have this blue glow that kind of goes up the corner of your build. Yeah. Uh, and so there's some there's some cool ways to do that, but that, I mean you'd have to have a lot of those to then make it mob proof. Uh yes. now in the Nether you're not so much worried about that. But <laughs> if it was a if it was a, a surface build, I remember when I built this particular thing I was like, "Hmm, this really wouldn't work above ground because the me- the middle of the room was like light level 6 or something." yeah So you like you'd end up with stuff spawning in the middle, which isn't ideal. Uh you'd have to come up with another way to do it. But a- at some point you can kind of have uh you know, some sunken lights that look a little bit nicer. I I feel like uh an option to be able to dye one of the light blocks, like whether it's sea lanterns or something so that you have a sea lantern and it's got that kind of turquoise edge with the white middle, having that edge be changed to orange or red or something with yeah. dye would be cool. It's not good. Don't affect the function of it. Still have it put off the light, whatever. But it, it, it would allow it to not stick out so bad if you're doing like a modern red house and you've got this turquoisey, you know, yeah. light and that's yeah. what you want to use um because sea lanterns are also the most modern looking block in terms of like a modern light source mm-hmm. uh, so it would be cool to be able to change that you know different color lamps that sort of stuff yeah be fun. I, uh, one of the things i would love to
0: see in minecraft at some point is colored lighting though like it's it's probably oh, like yeah. it's the one thing that i come up with when everyone says you know what's the one thing you would add to minecraft if you know there was no aspect no kind of performance decrease or anything like that like no no strings attached what would you add to minecraft i i usually say colored lighting just for the the ambient. Yeah you could lend to certain things walking into a cave and have it lit by this eerie green light you can just imagine Mm -hmm. that being amazing but i've seen people do it using data packs like there are there are some people who've created diable torches using data packs and they have admitted that it is laggy as all heck and yeah yeah I, i i do wonder if there's more scope for introducing stuff like that using the new rewritten lighting engine or the new kind of rendering engine rather that yeah. uh, that moyang has recently released and with the source uh, the the source code being made available on github i think there is potential for people to tap into that and maybe you know, work on features like that. But I don't don't think it's going to be coming to the game anytime soon, mainly because it would create a lot of performance things like there would, it would be a lot of other stuff that the game needed to calculate on the back end. And probably for Mm. lower performance systems, it really wouldn't behave
1: very well. But yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that's on my wish list, I think. A nice middle ground is is just changing the texture, like the texture color of the item. I I feel like um, it would give the illusion that you've got uh, colored light and that's what I feel like a lot of stained glass does like if you've got light coming out from underneath um, underneath green glass and it is reflecting off of say like green concrete it does make it feel like green light even though technically it's not yeah yeah and you can um, put like moss up the walls of a cave or something like that you can yeah. you can
0: add touches in that simulate yeah. the fact that the light is doing that even if it's not yeah.
1: Worth noting too that uh, two of the new trapdoors are um, solid in terms of their texture, but they are transparent, as that they light yeah. they let light through. Uh, the uh, spruce and dark oak trapdoors are fantastic for completely concealing your light, mm-hmm. but allowing it to uh, keep mobs from spawning. Which pretty, it's pretty definitely sure a trick birch, that I've used. Birch doesn't have any holes in the texture
0: either. Birch is completely solid. Oh, that's so.
1: right. That's right. It look it looks kind of transparent because it's got that white kind of paper. Yeah, it has like a window, window to it. Style yeah.
0: thing in there, yeah, but it's not like the Oak or Jungle ones. No, which that's let, that's true. That's true. That's through.
1: true.
0: All right. Well, I'd love to hear what more people think about lighting in uh in Minecraft in the emails that we receive each week but i think that's probably going to wrap it up for today i think we have we have talked enough and it's time to go and actually play some minecraft so that's going to wrap up this episode of the spawn chunks you can find more information about the show and links to some of the things we talked about today at the the music for the show was composed by me and is now actually available as a perk for for supporting us on patreon if i can actually get my words out so the spawn chunks is proud to be a listener supported podcast and if you get some value out of the show consider putting some value back in uh you can visit patreon.com slash the spawn chunks to join the community we're pledging at any level we'll get you an invite to our patrons only discord chat and get us closer to our next goal which is turning one of the episodes into a monthly round table episode with more guests and just a general kind of forum discussion kind of podcast Uh, we're currently sitting at 29 patrons which is one extra from last week so it's really awesome to see new people rolling in really great to welcome them to the discord community as well but even if you can't contribute on patreon there are still plenty of ways you
1: can support the show Sharing the podcast with your friends is the easiest way to support the show. You can find us at the Spawn Chunks on Twitter and Instagram, or just poke a friend in the arm and recommend a show in person. It is surprising how far that goes compared to social media. Emailing the show at TheSpawnChunks at gmail.com and let us know what you think about lighting or any of the new snapshot features is always welcome. You can find the Spawn Chunks by name on your favorite podcast platform or podcast app. The RSS feed is linked on the spawnchunks.com, and of course, there is a special patron-only RSS feed on the Patreon page. My name is Pixel Riffs, and you can find
0: most of what I do at youtube.com slash pixelriffs, where you can watch those Sky Factory time lapses I've been working on. I'm also the voice for the unofficial Hermitcraft recap, which you can find through a quick YouTube search. I stream three days a week on Twitch, where these days I'm mostly playing Sky Factory, actually, but I play other games from time to time. Aside from that, I'm at pixelriffs on both Twitter and Instagram. Joel, where
1: can people find you online? You can find everything that I am doing online, including my illustration and design portfolio at joelduggan.com. If you're interested in hiring me, just drop me a line there. If you like this show, you may also like the Citadel Cafe, a podcast where I talk about sci-fi and geeky entertainment with some of my friends. You can also follow me on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram with just my name, Joel Duggan. Do keep an eye out on my website for my new store. It is up now, but it is going to be populated this week with new prints and other features.
0: Thanks for visiting the Spawn Chunks. The world outside is infinite.
1: Here, hold my lantern.